0: Local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now.
1: Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for this Friday, January the 26th, 2024. Patrick Reynolds along for the ride home with you at 5.06 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome to the News Drive at 5. Happy to see and hear all of you. You just heard Health Talk with Fred Lowry, who if you want to talk community supporters and uh, advertisers here at WSIC Radio and the local community, Iredell County, and it's particularly Statesville, Fred Lowry is at the top of the list. I think he's been around the wsic news family for as long as anybody else has but thank you fred lowry thank you for lowry drug for your partnership with wsic radio and first up on the news drive at five i believe is our first traffic report of the hour yolanda do we have you on the line with us yes you do good afternoon afternoon. my dear from icats yolanda is with us how are things looking out on the roads
2: Everything is looking really good tonight. Surprisingly. It's Friday. It's a beautiful day outside. I guess some people left early for work to get uh catch some of these sun rays after so many days of rain. But everything is looking good. We got a little build up over there by the exit for four eighty five inner and outer. But other than that, there's nothing. No no blockages, no no nothing. <laughs>
1: Would you say that maybe people just took the day off in general? You think we had some sick calls today, and that's up in our, our case right now?
2: Right, and a little bit of cabin fever from all this rain we've gotten.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've had rain, we've had cold weather, and we had a nice day today. So that's great news. Uh, where are you uh, in our listening area right now? Where are you located?
0: I am right
2: now at 4th and College, getting ready to go back uptown, heading back your way.
1: Well, all right then. Safe travels to you. and Have a great weekend, and thank you for the update. No problem. You as well. Enjoy. Thank you. Have a great night. Yolanda from iCats, everybody, checking in here on the News Drive at 5. Look, so far right now at 5.08, we've got clear sailing on the roads. As we joke talked, yeah, maybe some people just took today off. Around uh, the studio here in Statesville, around Mooresville, Cornelius, it has just been a beautiful day. But we're tucking it in between a couple of weather fronts. And we're going to get to that a little bit later. Bear with me. I'm going to preview that shortly. Let's let you know our ticket giveaway will also continue this afternoon and this evening. Uh, I've told up to the video feed right now on the social medias that's today's winning four pack of tickets to the home shows that we are giving the prizes away from. First off, this weekend, going on right now, the Home and Landscape Show, Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January 26th, 27th, and 28th. It began today at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord, runs through Sunday. We've got two tickets right there, as you see on the camera to our winners and the charlotte home and remodeling show coming up at the park expo and conference center in charlotte february 23rd 24th 25th i've got the winning four pack right here for you two tickets to each show at 844 studio 4 that's 844-788-3464 one more time 844 788 Three, four, six, four. We're going to be giving those tickets away around 5.45 p.m. tonight. So about 35 minutes from now, your phone call will get you those winning tickets. Winning for a pack. Your top five at five tonight, top five tickets, tickets, excuse me, top five stories that we are tracking tonight on the News Drive at five. A suspect has been arrested in the theft of a visiting area film crew's gear. A Lincolnton man was killed in a single car crash. DWI charges face a man who hit a school bus in Huntersville. Davidson reviews their police communication procedures following an arrest those are your top five at five and joining us is meteorologist Chase Myers from the Carolina Weather Group we're going to talk weather today as we are up in the low 70s, as we alluded to earlier, here around Lake Norman in North Charlotte, and just a week ago, we were in the teens and barely out of the 20s. It was tough to go outside. We're going to be joined by Chase Myers later on at the News Drive at 5. We're going to ask him, what the heck is going on? And hopefully he can put that in layman's terms so the weather gurus can explain it, where a guy like me can understand. The top five stories this afternoon on the News Drive at 5. Our top story tonight, right here in Statesville, where our studio is located, Statesville police investigators and employees of nearby businesses helped save the day, actually, after members of an out-of-town film crew reported that someone stole their luggage and equipment. The Statesville Police Department received a call for assistance at the Courtyard Marriott on Cinema Drive, regarding a larceny the film crew was in town working on the home reveal for military makeover with montel a show that was a collaborative effort with statesville based purple heart homes a nonprofit that provides housing solutions for aging and disabled veterans after arriving at the scene statesville police department investigators met with members of the production crew who were preparing to leave the hotel The crew reported that their equipment and luggage had been left unattended at the hotel's parking lot for a brief period of time. When they returned to the vehicle, they discovered that their equipment and personal belongings had been stolen. Working with nearby businesses, investigators identified and located a suspect vehicle, a green 2001 Nissan Altima. Through their investigation, the investigators identified the subject as James Clifford Collins, Jr., age 45, of Branchwood Road in Statesville. Collins was arrested and charged with felony larceny and possession of stolen property. A magistrate set his bond at $5,000. Investigators recovered all of the property belonging to the production crew. The Statesville Police Department expressed its appreciation to North Carolina Probation and and Parole and the Iredell County Sheriff's Office for their assistance throughout the investigation. Now, the military makeover with Montel drew news headlines here on the News Drive at 5, as well as WSIC News Talk. Military makeover was covered by Purple Heart Homes, as they have a show here every week uh, on WSIC News Talk. And if I could briefly bring in my producer, Joe, to the conversation right now. Purple Heart Homes, uh, putting the pieces back together, show schedule, do you remember when that airs here on WSIC? Uh,
0: well, it's it, it's not quite uh, pinned down just yet. They're waiting for a few more details about when uh, the Statesville family will be uh, shown on the uh, on the TV show they have okay, uh, and then they will decide exactly when and how those episodes will air But it's a uh, special episodes coming out.
1: Yeah, the military makeover a little bit to ask you about here uh, Putting the pieces back together Weekly show here on WSIC. Yes, sir I'm looking. When is that on the calendar? Thursdays at 3 o'clock Thursdays at 3 o'clock, okay, so Thursdays at 3 Purple Heart Homes uh brad borders part of that as well as their coverage of this and we had a special guest in studio for here over the might weekend. Have. might have might have okay don't want to give away too much there want to talk about that a little bit if we have time later in the show let's circle back to military makeover with purple heart Homes, big deal here in statesville you are listening to the news drive at five i am patrick reynolds we're up against our first break we'll talk to you right after this Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 for Friday, January 26, 2024, 5.18 p.m. on the East Coast. Patrick Reynolds taking you home, and this weather has certainly got us talking in the studio as well as about everybody I know. How We were in the teens and 20s about a week ago, got some rain, and we're up here in the 70s now. What the heck is going on? Well, we've got some answers coming up for you from the Carolina Weathers Group, meteorologist Chase Myers joins us how are you tonight chase hey good afternoon guys how you doing we're doing well up here we're got our shorts on got the t-shirts on a week ago we had the long Johns on brother what's going on help us out here and I know it's a nice spring we're having this winter huh <laughs> it's a phony spring
2: <laughs> this is... yeah, yeah yeah it's fall spring it I tell you what, I saw people at the golf course I saw people I mean it, it, it's 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 kind of wild and actually you know, if you if you look back at it, there are some cities, some towns around the area who have had some records the last couple of mornings. And what I mean by that is, you know, record low temperatures that haven't been hit before, or maybe tying record low temperatures. I mean, we started every morning, you know, the last two at least, in low to mid sixties. And just for perspective here, our average high temperature right now is fifty. So mm. we've been a long ways away from that in all regards. You know, low temperature in the morning. High temperature in the afternoon. And so, I mean, it's just been really, uh, really a warm stretch. And it comes fast, too. I mean, you know, we talked about a week ago, like you said, we were in the teens and 20s, and windshields in the single digits
1: we we remember and not pleasantly we <laughs> we much prefer what's going on now i remember with this rain talk that we had uh the wet weather we had wet weather systems coming in and out last several weeks and we were talking about el nino and how that was kept churning the weather and bringing us the rain is that affecting the temperatures or are those two separate entities that we're facing right now
2: um so uh, the temperatures and the moisture thing can be tied to el nino and in their own in their own kind of perspective, in their own respective way, um, typically in an El Nino year, we do have a wetter than uh, you know wetter than normal pattern, but it doesn't always mean that it's going to be colder than normal. Clearly, mm. um, sometimes that sometimes that uh, wetter pattern can come with a warmer pattern at times um, because a lot of times those systems in an El Nino are tracking across the south, um, and anything that comes from the south typically is going to bring us. You know, warmer air. This time around, what you essentially have is an area of high pressure that essentially, yes, brought us some cold air, now has moved across the area and to our east. So when high pressure sits offshore like it does over the island of Bermuda and out across the Bahamas, you get a south or southwesterly wind. So, you know, typically you think about the Gulf of Mexico, you think about Florida, you think about closer to the equator, that's gonna be a warmer wind direction, nine times out of 10. Um, So not only does it bring in the warm air, it brings in the moisture too. So even if it's not raining, you know, this afternoon has been dry, if you step outside it's not only warm it's kind of humid too um so you have all that moisture coming in from the south and yeah you can be a little warmer than normal in an el nino you don't get as many arctic outbreaks i mean you say yeah we'll, we were in the teens anyway last week that's fine but you know typically in the pattern like this when that high sits offshore this is like a typical springtime or summer kind of setup you have a high offshore and systems out to the west and you're kind of sandwiched in the middle And the faster you bring in that warmer air, the quicker you warm up. This will be the last day of that spring-like warmth, though. Um, And then we go into next week, and we're back to pretty typical stuff for January. We start to see, you know, mornings in the upper 20s and low 30s, and then our high temperature will be around 50. So it does correct itself. If there's something usually out of whack when it shouldn't be, if it's one way when it shouldn't be, Mm. typically the atmosphere is going to correct itself. It's always about balance in the atmosphere.
1: Is that what we're seeing right now? We had this cold last week below normal. We've got this worm this week above normal, kind of like a pendulum. We went one way, then we sw- when we swung the other way, and next yeah. week we should land back in the middle, kind of like Mother Nature balancing itself out.
2: It is, and really that's honestly the whole, if you really boil down to the simplicity, that's the whole reason that you have weather, uh, is that the atmosphere is always trying to balance itself out. Um, now, if this was March, you know, if this was March, then we mm-hmm. could you know, easily be talking about a strong thunderstorm chance um, the next couple of afternoons. We just don't have all, of the, all the dynamics that a spring uh, would normally bring with fast wind and with instability uh, this time around. But in the springtime, when you get to stuff like this, typically that can mean storm. That can mean you know a stormy pattern.
1: So we had uh war or excuse me wet weather the past few days. Today, Friday, kind of nice out. Saw some peaks of sunshine filtered with some clouds. It was great. Yeah. We're looking at wet weather tomorrow. Is just this just a hole today, like in the front, or are we facing two different fronts that are coming through the area? What's up with the wet with the rain?
2: Yeah, we're kind of stuck in between two systems. Um, yeah, it's been a, a sort of a gloomy week. Um, that's just because we've had several different systems sort of tracking our way. Um, today, we were kind of in between two. So while you may have had a shower this morning, mm. now as we go into your Saturday, you know, the afternoon, we're, the, the second system is just a little bit behind what happened yesterday. So yesterday was a wet day. We're in the middle today. Um, but then the second system, final system, really, for a while, comes by tomorrow. And that's going to be a soggy one. And we're pretty dry um, going into next week. And that'll be good. We need to dry up some of this stuff.
1: Sure. Dry weather and temperatures returning to normal. I'm looking typically, to my world, overnights, 20s, 30s, highs in the 50s. That should be okay for first week of February? Yeah, that's pretty good for February. Okay. Something we were talking about a little bit off air, as well as producer Joe and about everybody I know this week, is there's some people suffering from a little bit of melancholy, tired, uh, depression, sadness, and they're attributing it to the weather. You being a meteorologist, can you shed any light on this? Is that old wives' tales, or is that legit truth that the weather like this, uh, some gloomy days like this, can really affect people's mood and attitude?
2: Oh yeah, it's um, you know now, now I'm not going to claim to be a psychologist. I'm are close to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is um, there's some truth to sort of your seasonal depression kind of thing. Um, and I mean, now let's just face it. Let's boil it down to not science at all, and let's just talk about, man, you know, when it, when it's cloudy and when it's raining all the time, I can't really get out and do a whole lot, and it's a mess. So that kind of keeps people indoors and kind of keeps people from getting out and about, and of course, that can lead to, you know, folks being sad or being down or depressed. And, um, but Seasonal seasonal depression is kind of a real thing. It's also winter, uh, and not a lot happens in winter and even January. It's just kind of that, you start the new year, everybody's out of money, nobody's going anywhere kind of <laughs> thing. Um, So you add that into a mix to a a really gray day or a great weather pattern for a few days, and people just kind of get bummed out. You're ready to see the sunshine.
1: I think that may be why the NFL does so well, too. They've got their playoffs and their biggest game, the best part of the year, to be inside watching TV. (laughs) That's
2: exactly right.
1: So we're looking at uh, about 525, coming up on 526 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. People are heading home. What's our forecast for this weekend? Can people get out and about, or are they stuck inside for a little bit? What do we got for Saturday and Sunday? I don't like to be the the bearer of bad news. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We won't shoot (laughs) the messenger, don't worry.
2: That's right. Saturday is going to be wet. Saturday is going to be soggy. Originally, we were thinking that Saturday could start dry. Uh, Now I think we're going to have some showers that kind of move in just after daybreak. So uh, most of it will be light to start in the morning through midday, just sort of the scattered shower stuff. Uh, but that's what, once we get into the afternoon and head towards evening, if you have Saturday evening plans, you can bet on those being wet. Mm. Some of that rain can be heavy too. Um, you know, a little further up north of Statesville, uh, if you go up toward the foothills, you know, if you go toward Hickory and Morganton those folks, uh, they'll have a better chance of more heavy rain. And that may lead to some localized flash flooding. You know, the typical trouble spots first. It's just going to be a lot of rain and some of it, you know, coming down, downpours or even, you know, almost sheets of rain, car wash, like car wash rain, I like to call it. Um, And that's a little more likely tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening. So Saturday is going to be a good indoor day. Make some plans indoors. Um, A shower could linger Sunday morning. But slowly, we'll clear it out. We'll be a bit breezy on Sunday. Uh, and then once we get into Sunday night and really into early next week, the sun is back, and we're kind of set up for several dry days.
1: Sounds like we are back to normal then. Chase, thank you so much for your insight, and appreciate you spending a few, time, little, few little bit of time with our WSIC News Talk audience. Always appreciate the updates and the conversation. You have a good night, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Chase Myers, everybody, from the Carolina Weather Group. You'll hear his voice regularly here on WSIC News Talk Radio giving weather updates, and it's great to have him join the show, give us a little insight when we've got some weather stories to talk about, which we certainly thought we we did. Uh, I guess we do. Uh, as we uh, dissect a little bit the cold air from last week and here we are gosh my producer literally wearing shorts into the studio today we're all looking for hoodies and long johns but you heard him saturday lots of rain so what are you going to do on a saturday boy do we have the fix for you guys we've been giving away these tickets all week what a great rainy day to visit the cabarrus arena in concord for the Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show. Starting today, continuing all weekend. You just talked to Chase Myers. Oh my goodness, it's going to rain. You're going to be soggy. Great time to be inside. Go there. The Charlotte Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show this weekend Cabarrus Arena in Concord. Now, I don't know what the weather will be like. In mid-February, late February, February 23rd, 4th, and 5th. But the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte will be happening as well so where am i going with all this regular listeners you know we're giving away another four packet tickets two tickets to each show that i talked about and my goodness it's going to be a rainy saturday anyway you need these tickets fellas you need these tickets we've got two tickets right here for you four pet four tickets total and the winning number 844 studio four eight four four seven eight eight. 788 3464 at 545 we will make sure we clear the phone lines then we'll open them back up for our winners to call in and claim you're looking for a rainy day uh something to do look no further we've got you covered right here on wsic news talk home show tomorrow in uh, the cabarrus arena in concord as always, if you ever want to talk to about any one of our news stories or just chat about the day in general, 844-STUDIO-4 gets you right in here on air. We'd love to talk to you. We're covering the news headlines here on the News Drive at 5. We'll cover more of the news coming right back up after this. News Drive Ad 5 continues on here. Friday, February, or excuse me, January the 26th. I'm a month ahead of myself. Friday, January 26, 2024, 5.35 p.m. on the East Coast. Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape show coming up this weekend. Charlotte Home and Remodeling show in February. Two tickets to each show coming up to a lucky winner in about... 10 minutes. Winning four pack at 844 Studio 4, 844 788 One more time, eight four four seven eight eight three four six four. Or if you'd just like to chat, come on. Dial in. Back to the headlines tonight. A 37-year-old Lincolnton man was killed in a single-vehicle crash earlier this week. A 2003 Honda Element was traveling west on Hoover-Elmore Road in Lincoln County, drove off the right side of the road, and hit a tree. The driver, Jesse Allen Adams, who was not wearing a seatbelt, died at the scene. There is no indication he was impaired or speeding, according to the initial investigation. In Huntersville, a man is facing several charges, including DWI, following a hit-and-run this week involving a Charlotte-Mecklenburg school bus. The accident happened on Mount Holly Huntersville Road near Wentz-Westminster Drive. The CMS school bus had been traveling westbound when a green SUV crossed the center line and collided head-on with the left front corner of the school bus. The driver of the SUV, later identified as Brent Alexander, age 39, drove away from the scene of the accident. Huntersville officers were able to find Alexander about a quarter of a mile away as his SUV broke down from damages sustained in the accident. Alexander has been charged with driving while impaired, felony hit and run, carrying a concealed weapon, careless and reckless driving. Several students and Alexander sustained minor injuries in the crash. Charlotte-Mecklenburg Schools confirmed four students were on bus number 914 heading to Barnett Elementary School. Parents took two students to the hospital to be checked out for their injuries. The other two students were taken to school on Tuesday by the principal. This crash remains under investigation by the Huntersville Police Department. In Davidson, at this week's town board meeting, Mayor Pro Tem Autumn Michael read a statement regarding last weekend's manhunt that ended with a suspect captured in Davidson off East Rocky River Road. On behalf of the the mayor and board of commissioners of the town of Davidson, we would be remiss if we did not mention a recent incident that took place within our community over the weekend, specifically in Iredell and Mecklenburg counties. From Saturday evening, January 20th, through Sunday morning, January 21st, 2024, the safety of our community is of the utmost importance and something we take very seriously. We recognize the activity was frightening for some residents. The board has requested a full briefing from town staff and the chief of police reviewing the incident in its entirety. We are calling for a review of the incident, including what went right and any opportunities for improvement. This includes, but is not limited to, a review of our processes and protocols to better understand the response times and communication with residents in emergency situations. We acknowledge the need to operate with transparency and will provide a public update when the appropriate information is available. Thank you so much. In addition to a statement read by Mayor Pro Tem Michael, a young resident of Narrow Passage spoke during the public comment period to address the same incident. Libby Slosson commended commended the Davidson Police Department and Iredell County Sheriff's Department for apprehending the suspect, but highlighted the lack of communication with residents in the area. She said, quote, I believe the town's role is to make us feel safe. Davidson is one of the safest places in North Carolina. Still, when something like this arises, we need to keep citizens informed to increase their safety. A check of county property records reflects that the Slosson family lives on the street where the suspect was ultimately captured. Now, she and this story are referring to Corey Allen Leiser, who we reported here on the News Drive at 5, was arrested. That whole story is available on our on-demand podcast of the News Drive at 5. Head on over to the WSIC social media platforms and the replays are all there. This has to do with his arrest in the communication between the police department, the manhunt, and the local citizens. How much information was out there for them, how well it was uh, communicated, how fast, what their policies were, what their procedures were. I think that is what the residents and the town is asking for is a review of how they handled it. The town has issued the following statement. It was sent out to residents who signed up to receive updates from the town. Uh, the town of Davidson Police Department responded to a citizen report of a suspicious vehicle found on their property on Riker Way near Shearer Road in Mecklenburg County. The Davidson Police Department contacted local authorities in Aradale County after check of the vehicle's registration showed the owner have an active warrant for a probation violation, learning there was an act of pursuit in the, of the reported vehicle. The driver, now identified as Corey Allen Leeser, had been handcuffed with hands in front, assaulted an Iredell County deputy, then returned to his vehicle, fleeing the scene. Full report of this is on the archived edition of the News Drive at 5. In other news, in Iredell County, the Federal Trade Commission announced plans to file a lawsuit to block Novant Health Incorporated's purchase of Davis Regional Medical Center and Lake Norman Regional Medical Center, both from community health systems. Novant Health and CHS announced an agreement for a $320 million sale in February of 2023. The Federal Trade Commission issued an administrative complaint and authorized a lawsuit in federal court to block the proposed acquisition, alleging that the deal threatens to to raise prices and reduce incentives to invest in quality and innovative care that would benefit patients. Novat is one of the largest hospital systems in the southeastern United States, including North Carolina. Currently, Novot operates Huntersville Medical Center and serves more patients than any other hospital in the eastern Lake Norman area. It is also one of the most expensive hospital systems in North Carolina, according to the federal Trade Commission. Under the proposed deal, Novant would acquire Lake Norman Regional Medical Center, which sits 11 miles away from Novant's Huntersville Medical Center. Additionally, Novant would acquire other related assets from CHS, including Davis Regional Medical Center, which is a behavioral health hospital. Also, a physician group of 24 physicians employed by Lake Norman Regional Medical Center, a majority interest in an endoscopy center in Mooresville, and an entity holding a North Carolina certificate of need to build an ambulatory surgery center in Mooresville. The FTC alleged that the the proposed deal with CHS would allow Novot to control nearly 65% of the market for inpatient general acute care services. Services in the Eastern Lake Norman area, which primarily includes Iredell County, northern Mecklenburg County, inpatient services, including a broad range of essential medical, surgical and diagnostic services that require an overnight hospital stay are included. Now, with less competition, Nova would be able to demand higher rates for its services. That's where the Federal Trade Commission alleged la- proposed acquisition would likely increase annual health care costs by several Several million dollars. These higher costs would then be passed on to patients. The deal would also reduce Novant's incentive to compete to attract patients by improving its facilities service offerings, and quality of care. The commission vote to issue the administrative complaint and authorize staff to seek a temporary restraining order and seek a preliminary injunction was 3-0. to zero. The federal court complaint and request for preliminary relief will be filed in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of North Carolina to halt the transaction pending an administrative proceeding. The issuance of the administrative complaint marks the beginning of a proceedings in which the allegations will be tried in a formal hearing before an administrative law judge. News Drive at 5. you on WSIC News Talk Radio rolls on. Patrick Reynolds taking you home. We've got more headlines after the break and our big ticket giveaway to the home shows. A four-pack coming your way. We'll be right back. News Drive at 5 for Friday, January 26, 2024, 5.48 p.m. Eastern Time. Patrick Reynolds with you here. It is ticket giveaway time. Four-pack of tickets up for grabs right now. Call into the studio, 844-STUDIO-4. That's 844-788-3464. One more time, 844 788 Three, four, six, four. You heard Chase Myers earlier in the broadcast tell you how rainy it was going to be on your Saturday. Fellas, this is a great idea. I've got two tickets to the Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show this weekend. Head there tomorrow. Be inside all day. Cabarrus Arena in Concord. We've got a four-pack of winning tickets right now. 844 788 3464-84 3464844 Studio 4 call in and you will be a winner for these tickets. Back to the news drive at 5 and our headlines in Iredell County, part of I77 on the northern side of the county will be closed for several days after a pothole was found yesterday. According to Union Grove and Rescue and Re- Union Grove Fire and Rescue, I-77 South is down to one lane just before exit 59, which is the Tomlin Mill Road exit. Crews are working to repair the asphalt. North Carolina DOT closed the lane about 2.45 p.m. yesterday. They anticipate it. To be back, open by 10 a.m. on Monday. The fire department is asking for caution as you drive through the area. One more time, that's I-77 South, just before exit 59. On That's the Tomlin Mill Road exit. In Davidson, uh, in 2023, the North Carolina General Assembly approved a redistricting plan that will be in place for the election 2024. This includes the primary, which is on March the 5th, with early voting starting February the 15th. Now, not only in Davidson, but all around our listening area. Check your voter status and area which you are to vote in 2024. Like 2020 and 2016, every four years is a much larger turnout for an election year. So double check as to where you should vote. Uh, This redistricting has affected a lot within our listening area. Give you some dates here to remember. January the 19th, the County Board of Elections begin mailing absentee ballots to eligible voters, which they began last week. We covered that here on the News Drive at 5. Coming up, February 9th is the voter registration deadline February 15th in person early voting begins February 27th absentee ballot request deadline March the 2nd in person early voting ends March the 5th Is primary election day, also March the 5th, absentee ballot return deadline. If you missed any of those dates, go to your town's website. They should, I'll emphasize the word should, have that information available to you. In Cornelius, the first of three proposed projects introduced at a December meeting for the town's pre-development review committee was presented to the mayor and town board at the first commissioner's meeting of the new year. The owners of modern Nissan of Lake Norman have requested to amend the zoning on approximately three acres adjacent to their dealership on Statesville Road. If approved, the group plans to build a 25,000-square-foot Genesis auto sales and service dealership on the site that currently exists as a paved parking area. Cornelius Planning Director Rox Burhans told the board, quote, This property is within our auto sales overlay district, so there is a good fit here from my future land use planning standpoint. Now, the applicants currently operate Genesis of Concord and would be relocating those operations to Cornelius, according to Modern Automotive Network Vice President of Operations, David Fowler. Fowler said, quote, with the support of Genesis, we feel like the Lake Norman Cornelius area is the right place to be. It matches the demographics, and while we've been really successful as Genesis of Concord, a lot of that success has been because of folks from this area and the surrounding communities. As is the case with the modern Nissan dealership, the configuration of Statesville Road makes it so the entrance to the Genesis dealership would have to face the adjacent car lot rather than the street. In response to the concerns expressing by town staff regarding the building's appearance from the road, the applicant's architect updated some of the design elements to ensure a sleek look for passerbys. Deputy Town Manager Wayne Heron said, quote, I will say, because I brought up the concern about the view to North Carolina 21 during the pre-development meeting, I think you've done a great job, especially on the service area with the glass elements. I was going to push it a step further on the garage doors, but it looks like you've got even more glass garage doors, end quote. No action was taken at the meeting, with the next step for the project being a presentation to the town's planning board. In other Cornelius Town business, uh, the town dives into crafting the fiscal year 2025 budget. Input is being sought from residents to gauge community spending priorities. A survey with 17 questions is available on the main page of the town's website and will remain up through the end of February. Residents will also have an opportunity to provide budget-related comments during time set aside at the board's Monday, February 5th meeting. The board will then hold a special all-day meeting at the Kane Center for the Arts on Thursday, February 8th to begin the budget planning process. The annual budget retreat where town staff and officials do a deep dive into the details of the spending plan will be held March 26th and 27th at the Graylin International Conference Center in Winston-Salem. In Mooresville, Wreaths Across America recently announced that its Mobile Education Exhibit National Tour will be heading to North Carolina to honor those who have served and welcome home Vietnam veterans, said the WAA Executive Director Karen Wooster, quote, the mission of Wreaths Across America is to remember the fallen, honor those who have served, and teach the next generation the value of freedom. The Mobile Education Exhibit provides the unique opportunity for communities to come together and share the stories of those who served and sacrificed. Through our partnership with the United States of America Vietnam War Commemoration, the exhibit also serves as an official welcome home location for our nation's Vietnam veterans. The exhibit provides an opportunity to unite the local community, veterans, active-duty military, and their families through interactive exhibits, short films, and shared stories. The exhibit serves as a mobile museum, educating visitors about the service and sacrifice of our nation's heroes. The tour will make its final step in North Carolina on Thursday, February 8th, with Richards Coffee Shop in Mooresville serving as the host. The exhibit will be free and open to the public locally. It's at 165 North Main Street. The time is yet to be announced. Uh, When the exhibit pulls into the area, all veterans, active duty military and families and the local community members are invited and encouraged to visit, take a tour and speak with representatives and volunteers coming up tonight, right after the news drive at 5, as it always is, weekdays at 6 p.m. Here on WSIC News Talk, we get the update on the sports world. They're heading into the weekend Friday night. Scoreboard's coming up at the top of the hour. Host Joe Berg is in the studio with me right now. My friend, how are you on this Friday afternoon? I'm so happy it's Friday.
0: (laughs) Big weekend of sports coming up, or are you just happy to put your feet up? Well, we got a conference championship game. Games in the NFL mm-hmm. coming up this weekend. Yes, we also, do. racing at Daytona. Yes, we IMSA, do Imsa, Rolex 24. One of my favorite races of the year, it's 24 speed Hours weeks. of Daytona. It's Speed Week. It's Speed Week. It's here. Underway. It's time. I love I'm it. excited. I'm more excited for that than anything. Have honestly. you have you ever been to
1: the Rolex 24 at I Daytona? I have
0: I have not been to Daytona.
1: Never been to Daytona. Okay.
0: The, I've been to a lot of tracks yep. in the area. Okay. Uh, Bristol multiple times, yep. Martinsville, obviously, mm-hmm. Charlotte, Yep. Uh, but never been to one of the super speedways. Okay. They, I, yeah, I,
1: gosh, again, we're at uh, the age difference here. I first went to Daytona Uh-oh. before you were born. <laughs> Uh, actually, ten years before you were born, and with the date we played with the Giants Super Bowl win. Yeah. Yes, yesterday. Yeah. Short time after that, I was in Daytona for my first Speedweeks. <laughs> nice. Was, yeah, it was good. But Rolex Twenty Four, one of my favorite races of the year. That takes the checkered flag uh, Sunday afternoon, shortly
0: before the first kickoff. Yeah. I believe about one thirty or so. Yeah, is the, when it'll wrap the championship
1: up. Uh, game for uh, NFL playoffs. Three mm-hmm. o'clock and six thirty kickoffs for the games, and I think right around. 3140 we should check her the race so I'll have a could be a very good tiring television. Type of type of weekend. Depending on what
0: time you wake up on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I have literally never ever made it awake the entire 24 <laughs> hours. I've tried. You tr- with, you've tried. I've tried. I, I've fallen asleep for a few hours overnight. But yeah, ah. that's good. That's good. So uh, scoreboard tonight. We got a minute left before we're out of here with the news drive at five. What do you got coming up for
0: us? Uh, well, we got the conference championship game. Yes. We got the IMSA, like we talked about. We also have high school basketball. Right. And on Monday we'll have the Statesville high school basketball coach live on the scoreboard along with one of their players uh, and then also this weekend we're gonna talk a little bit about Charlotte FC because they had their first preseason game earlier today when is pro soccer season the first game for Charlotte FC Wednesday February 7th went
1: February 7th okay thought that'd be a little warmer time but that's okay, okay. warmer time okay Cool deal. Scoreboard coming up at the top of the hour. News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds Friday. Good to talk to everybody. We'll talk to you Monday at 5. See you, everybody.